0: For years my partner and I have been thinking of visiting the well-known Giants Causeway in Northern Ireland. This summer we went and IT did not disappoint. Deciding on Northern Ireland A few years ago my boyfriend and I visited Dublin for my birthday and found the Irish spirit something to be admired and enjoyed. Dublin had a variety of daytime activities to enjoy, a great music scene and an interesting history. This visit inspired us to look into other areas of Ireland that looked intriguing and the Giant's Causeway seemed like the best place to go next. Exploring the Coast Ballygally, Ballintoy, and Knocknackary are just some of the local village names that we pass whilst driving on the scenic causeway coast of Northern Ireland. These small villages boast of a traditional and rural life with small castles and farmlands plotted throughout the area. Every turn on the coastal road to the giant causeway showed another beautiful piece of landscape until landing at the iconic UNESCO World Heritage Site. Northern Ireland Valley Galley Castle Valley Galley A particular place that stood out to me as extra beautiful and a great place to visit on the coastal route was Carrick A. Reed and its rickety rope bridge. Whilst there is a little uphill walking, the views are certainly worth it. You can see clear waters below the cliffs and flocks of birds overhead we even saw a dolphin below whilst walking the path. At the end of the path you will come to the rope bridge which is an experience in itself being that it is a little scary. The bridge was only a few years ago just simply a bit of rope above a long drop but it is now much safer and has helpful National Trust workers on either side. To cross the bridge is only six pounds. On reaching the Giant's Causeway entrance there was a long walk to the mysterious rocky beach. But not to worry as there is also a bus service down for only one pound. On first glance of this strange shore you do ask yourself how the rocks came to be there. Our guide told us the local story of how the beach came to be, the tale involves an actual giant falling in love and having to go against another giant from Scotland. Although the site may seem like a magical formation of some kind, science dictates that it was really a result of a volcanic eruption. I know which story I prefer though. After climbing the pillars of rock, you can wander back to the top of the beach and enjoy a tasty meal at the local Nook pub. This quaint Irish pub had a selection of delicious food and drink to enjoy, including a gorgeous variety of sandwiches. I had goat's cheese and caramelized onions, it was gorgeous. Giant Causeway. Giant Causeway. Carrick A. Reed Rope Bridge. Carrick A. Reed. A Hollywood twist. Something that was nice to include in our tour of the coast was some of the many locations used in our favorite show Game of Thrones, much of the scenes in the north of Westeros were shot in Northern Ireland and this is heavily promoted there. The locations used are unique, interesting and perfectly fitted to the scenes in the show. A particularly interesting location is the Dark Hedges which was originally a manor driveway of which the family planted lines of beech trees too close together to create the overhanging look. This rare site was used for Ares' escape from King's Landing. We must also remember that Northern Ireland has also been the setting and inspiration for other great film and literature such as, The Fall, Boogaloo and Graham, Dracula Untold, Startup and even the Epic Chronicles of Narnia. Ballantoy Harbor, seen in goddess Theon Greyjoy's home, The Iron Islands. Caves used in God for scene with birth of shadow demon. Ballantoy. Dark Hedges. Seen in when era escapes King's Landing. Staying in Belfast During our time in Northern Ireland we stayed in the capital city of Belfast. It was clear throughout the trip that the city had some very interesting history and a very promising future. Belfast hosts four city quarters each with a unique character and story, Cathedral Quarter, Titanic Quarter, Queen's Quarter, Gaelic Quarter and of course there's also the city centre. I was most impressed with the Titanic Quarter. if It seemed that new life had been put into the Belfast Dock area while still keeping the Quarter's proud history at the center. It was clear that this area had been subject to a lot of regeneration and was a great area for visitors to gather and learn about the city's maritime highs and lows. Whilst much of the area is based around the Titanic, which was built in Belfast, there is also the HMS Caroline, the world's largest dry dock, and even the Titanic Museum itself talks about many other topics. The Cathedral Quarter was the site of our hotel and is known as a hot spot for bars and live music. Although we were somewhat disappointed with the amount of buildings empty during the busy summer period. After speaking with a local we were told that many businesses have been put off by the high rent in the quarter which is a shame because what was there was excellent. Both the Harp Bar and the Dirty Onion were great bars and we enjoyed both traditional Irish and modern live music whilst there. We didn't have enough time to venture far into the Queen's Quarter and Gaeltacht Quarter but what we did see was very interesting. The Queen's Quarter is the student area and the university buildings are beautiful. This quarter is also home to the Ulster Museum and the Botanic Gardens. The Gaeltacht Quarter is where you will find the international wall murals which depicts the community's views on world events. This is also an area which is known for its strong Irish culture and practice of the Irish language. The Crumlin Jail is worth a visit in this area, for less than £10 you can learn about the interesting history of a prison that only closed its doors 20 years ago. The penitentiary has an underground tunnel, a mysterious graveyard and a secret door. As well as a nice restaurant and gift shop. In the hustle and bustle of the city center you will find a number of well-known high street stores, some cafes and several pubs but one thing to definitely fit in is the city hall. Visitors can enjoy a very professional guided tour of the historic City Hall completely free of charge and also access the Titanic Memorial Gardens on the site. The tour guide was very knowledgeable and gave a brilliant tour where we were even give the opportunity to sit in the council chamber seats and another very special chair. We didn't think the tour could impress us anymore when finally at the end we were given a free guidebook too. Superb! Finally it is worth making a mention to a little haven just on the outskirts of the city which is Belfast Castle and Cavehill Country Park. On joining the motorway from Belfast towards the coast we spotted the castle up in the hills and thought even then that it looked very grand, but up close it was even better. Plotted in Cavehill Country Park this is the perfect way to spend a morning away from the hustle and bustle of the capital. Within the park you can walk three different trails we of course decided to go for the most strenuous, the Cavehill Trail. This trail took us through marvelous views of the castle, the city of Belfast and even the Belfast Zoo where we spotted two bears. Not normally something you are happy to see on a walk outside. Cavehill Country Park. Belfast Docks. Belfast Docks. Cavehill Country Park. Belfast City Hall. Belfast Crumlin Jail. Crumlin Jail. Harp Bar. We're next in the British Isles. The more I see of our beautiful homeland the more I want to see recently, especially with the fact that I have a few more mountains left to climb. I would love to go to Edinburgh next and visit the castle as well as hike Arthur's seat for those great views. Plus I can actually travel to Edinburgh from my local airport, big plus. Take our poll.